EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Good morning Good afternoon Good evening Good day Welcome to the EFTM Podcast Great to have your company Trevor Long with you each and every week here Talking everything from Rubik's Cubes to Cars that's my plan for today anyway. Uh, there's a bunch of people uh, who have been in touch and I will get in touch with as many of them as I can over the coming little bit before we wrap up the show. So we're going to talk everything from, I'm assuming, TVs to Wi-Fi to PlayStation. It's kind of the, the trend, right? I feel like there's a, there's a few people in the audience uh, who could probably host this show for me, given that some of the things I talk about are, you could describe as repetitive, but I'd like to think that they're, um, they're individual in each of their natures and therefore still quite informative. But uh, I could be wrong. Uh, always interested, though, in your views and thoughts on all of that. Um, love hearing from you. And if you, uh, if you want to get in touch, it's very easy. Just go to the website, uh, eftm.com, and click on Ask Trev. Um, I legitimately will be talking about Rubik's Cube. <clears throat> if you haven't seen it on EFTM.com, I've made a purchase. It's another Rubik's Cube. This one's good. So we'll cover that. And if you are so inclined, and I would greatly appreciate it, join the hundreds of people who have left a ranking or review for the EFTM podcast. And thank you to Marbo20, who uh, left a five-star rating um, just a week or so ago, saying the best tech info and advice available. These podcasts are brilliant. So informative and well explained in plain language with the addition of good sense of humour. Well, who did I have on that gave the sense of humour, I wonder? I hear what you say. I'm enjoying the new iPad I bought on your advice. Uh, good stuff. And look, thank you, Marbo. Very nice of you. It is always also cool to hear when you've bought things. Um, one, because it makes me feel like uh, there's a purpose to what I'm doing. And secondly, I don't mind bragging to, to companies that people are buying things based on the things we talk about here. Um, that direct connection. I've always said, and look, take this as you may, I'm not about building a massive audience. I'm about building a loyal audience. And oh, there's a bunch of amazing people who listen to this show who, if you haven't already done it, uh, you can join the man, the man Cave on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash EFTM online, like the page, and then jump into the group, which is called The Man Cave. And um, you know, there's a bunch of people there. I can tell uh, that they're regulars, um, they're regular listeners. I can also tell um, when they say they've bought a certain thing that, you know, was bought because they heard it here, that people say those things. And so I find it fascinating when those stories come about, and I, I love hearing them. But I also want to give a shout out to all the people in the man cave, because um, we've got to well over a thousand people now. And what I love most is I get a lot, a lot, a lot of emails, a lot of contact, a lot of messages. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I've got an autoresponder on most of my messages so that it just says, says to people, hey, send me an email. I'll, I'll try and get you on the podcast. But there's a bunch of questions being asked continuously in the man cave. Uh, and they're being answered not by me, but by other cavers, which is awesome. And, and I love that. And I try and chime in whenever I can, but I just don't get there as often as I'd like to. And I think it's fascinating to, to read those conversations. And I think most importantly also, it's just fascinating to, um, to to see people solve each other's problems. It's really, really cool. And uh, I get a buzz from, from that kind of seeing people help each other out, even though most of you don't know each other, um, you're helping each other out. So if you can't get help here, um, always try my best to uh, 
help you out somewhere or find someone somewhere in the team, in the group, in the club, in the man cave who can who can help you out. And a shout out, and I'm never going to find it because there's so many messages that I get and they're all, there's, if there was one product I could ask for and if it exists, please tell me, um, but it's a unified inbox. I want, I just want to go to a single site and see all my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, across multiple accounts, DMs. Because I can normally remember who's got my who's got my phone number and is WhatsApping me. Um, I can normally remember, um, you know, when someone emails me. But gee whiz, if you send me a direct message, I'm never going to remember on which platform you did it. Am I the only one that has that problem? Um, just so many, yeah, you just get so many contacts across different platforms. So anyway, um, looking forward to having a chat to a few people today. And as I said, if you are so well inclined, jump onto Facebook forward slash EFTM online and let's, let's talk. Let's be, let's be on the social medias together. Trevor along with you, happy to help with any questions you've got. Just jump on the website, EFTM.com, click Ask Trev. G'day, Wendy. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Really good. What can I do for you? Um, I'm just, uh, I've just got a question. I've got um, the NBN, of course, mm-hmm. and it's in, in the study. Yep. But I find once I sort of leave that area, um, the Wi-Fi is not the greatest. And I'm just wondering, is it a modem thing or could it be that I need to boost that Wi-Fi somehow? Or? And how do you, how does it present itself as a problem? Like do you notice on your phone, uh, like when you're streaming, does it stop out? What, what do you notice yeah. that makes it feel bad? The, the way I notice it the most is if I've got the little Bluetooth speaker happening or a Wi-Fi speaker, it often drops out on that if I've got it out like out in the lounge room area. Well, hang on. So is it a Bluetooth speaker or a no, Wi-Fi sorry. speaker? No, sorry. It's a Wi-Fi speaker. Is it battery operated or power? Hardwired? That's power. Right. What's, what brand is it? That's cool. Uh, it's not a common um, common thing to own, that's all. They're very good. And okay. They're very, very I think modern. it's a Google one. Ah, okay, right. Google. So you've got a little Google Home, Google Mini kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, you know, the modem that you get with your telco is – is designed to very effectively bring internet into your home and create a Wi-Fi network. But in most cases, the Wi-Fi network is not great. Um, Yeah. But it shouldn't, like, it shouldn't drop out in the next room. Let me be very clear. Yeah. That's that's unusual. So first and foremost, with that existing modem, um, Mm -hmm. is that from the telco? Is that who gave it to you? Yeah, it's Telstra one, yep. Okay, and it's the Telstra, like, smart modem? Yeah. I'm wondering, and I I haven't tinkered with the smart modem, but... I would suggest online they would have an um, assistance guide, but what I need you to do is try and get into the back end of that modem. Because yeah. uh, are you in a busy area, like lots of homes around you, or in a regional yeah, area? Yeah, yeah, no, but, um, busy area, residential and area. You, yeah. know, when, you know when you open up your phone to go to Wi-Fi and it shows all your neighbours' Wi-Fi networks because yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just does. Do they all appear yeah. to be Telstra as well? Yeah, a lot of them do, yeah. So yeah, it's funny. It's it's a good way of knowing, you know, who everyone's with you or who's yeah. invested in a new modem because it kind of tells you. But the reason I want you to check 
the back end before you go and buy anything new is because yeah. um, it could just be simply con- that you're on the wrong frequency um, uh. channel is what they call it, sorry, in Wi-Fi terms. Yeah. So um, yeah. in the back end of the modem, what I want you to or, or what I want you to Google and investigate is something like Telstra Smart Modem channel change. So the Wi-Fi mm. channel you can have, it used to be just kind of channels 1 through 11, but these days different modems have larger numbers of channels. Yeah, yeah. And there's even apps, Wendy, if you want to get really nerdy, there's yeah. even apps that will do like a Wi-Fi diagnostic. And so you open the app and it actually just kind of shows you on a screen all those networks that are show up show up on your phone, your neighbours and everything, it shows you what channel they're on. So if everyone's oh. on channel six, then you, you don't yeah. want to be on six, you want to be on one. Yeah. So it could be that simply changing the channel will help okay. with that. The other so thing changing do, the channel won't won't alter anything else. No, it just like it right. just it's just uh, it's think of it like a five lane freeway, and all you're doing is you're, you're driving oh. in lane two instead of lane yep. six. Every, okay. every yep, other mode is in lane, lane five, but get in lane yep. two, no one else is there. So Excellent. the yep. other thing to do with with the Telstra smart modem is if you just if you work out that you can't do that or, or make any effective changes, ring Telstra and yep. ask them about their Wi-Fi guarantee. So they right. started this about a month ago, and to be honest, I don't think it's been marketed that well, but mm-hmm. um, what it is is a little extender that you can put in your home that extends that network from the smart modem, but it doesn't do it in the old dodgy extension way. It does it in the new modern mesh way. And so they will give you um, – I'm going to say it's 12 bucks a month, but it might be 10 or it might be 15 oh, yeah. minutes. Let's call it yep. 12 bucks a month off the top of my head. Yeah. And what yep. you do is you're paying a subscription essentially to ensure you're getting great Wi-Fi, but it means you don't have to go out and buy a whole new product because that whole new right. product is like three or four or five or six hundred dollars yeah, okay. that I would recommend. But as a Telstra customer, it's kind of almost silly for me to recommend that when they have yeah. a solution and they yep. will give you up to four of these mesh extended devices for that one subscription cost. You don't pay oh. per device, you just pay for the size of your home. So yeah, okay. if you've got a small home, you probably only need yeah. one extender, but you might need two. So I would, yep. I would do a little bit of research first about the yep. channel change. Yep. And then that secondly, I would ring Telstra and say, tell me about your Wi-Fi guarantee um, yep. and see if they can help you out with one of these little boosters. And if that doesn't help or they can't help you with that, let me know and we will find you another solution. But I would hope to think okay. one of those will fix it for you. That sounds excellent. All right, Wendy, enjoy things. How's how's uh, the weather and life up in Singleton? Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. We're not shut down or anything like that. So plenty of mines happening up there. So the yeah. mines are happening. We're happening. So it's kind of you kind of yeah, notice nice. it, do you, up there? No, there that's that, true. There was that month or so early in the year when it kind of was yeah. everyone was freaking out. The pubs were closed. That was when nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I drive exactly. through Singleton to go to my mum up at Walker Road. So, oh, okay. Drive through. Yeah, nice. Used to used to choose to go Buckets Way. Um, yeah. Back before I had kids and when I was more robust on the road, but now yep. I'm just happy to take the Hunter Expressway straight yeah. through Singleton, Singleton onto the New England and enjoy the drive. Yeah. Basically, how but nice is it? How I'm, nice, how nice is, is, it is the Hunter there? Expressway? It's ridiculous. I know it's beautiful, <laughs> and now we've had a bit of rain. It's a beautiful drive. It's not so. Dirt and dusty, so Where do you yeah, recommend I stop for morning tea next time I'm in Singleton? Because it's always where we end up. Like, yep. I feel like it's morning tea time. It's never lunch. Yep. And I, it's a hate, little, I hate the fact that we always go to Maccas. Yeah, no, there's a little, you know, as you're going over the bridge. Yes. Um, there's a little coffee shop just before that, on the uh, block before that, and it's called Worn Out Wares. Worn Out Wares. 
and it's great for morning tea. Perfect. Okay. Worn out wears. I'm there. Beautiful. I figured during the school holidays, another road trip is coming. Yep. Sounds good. All right, Wendy. Enjoy. Okay. Thanks for your help. Thanks for the tips. Cheers. Good on you, Wendy. And uh, if you've got a question about technology, get on the website eftm.com. If you've got a tip for a great morning tea, uh, don't mind a, a chocolate milkshake. Chocolate thick shake. Uh, don't mind hot chips. Uh, I don't mind a few things. So just yeah, if you've got some tips on road trip morning teas. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, during the school holidays, I'm thinking definitely got to see mum. That's crazy. Um, then there may, be an, uh, there may be a Western New South Wales trip. It's been a long time since I've been to Griffith. Um, we just had Father's Day, so I wouldn't mind popping out and dusting off, uh, dusting off the... Um, the plaque on dad's grave and then we'll try and visit my sister and brother on the way back so yeah i think i think a nice maybe four days on the road kids will hate it but we'll just play good music and enjoy while mum works back home and then you know we'll we'll do something as a family in sydney the week after i'm thinking that's that's the school holidays that's my plan anyway um let me know what you're up to school holiday time is approaching we can't travel internationally we can barely travel across borders so what are you up to in your state these school holidays eftm.com this is the eftm podcast trevor along with you happy to help with any tech questions you've got if you're uh if you're in the market for something let us know i'll try and help you out if you've just bought something let me know keen to hear about it uh all those things and more just jump on the website eftm.com that's what Tariq did g'day Tariq. Hello, Trevor Long. How are you? What can I do for you? Um, I'm looking to ask a question, and I'm looking to buy a new 75-inch television. <whistles> and I was just wondering, when is the next TV sale on so I can well, buy one? you know, I think you're at the, the right zone for TVs right now. So we've had the big launches, right? So we've basically, all the 2020 TVs are out now. Um, except yeah. for maybe um, high sensors dual cell still still needs to drop in retail, um, and there's there might be one or two more. But it's let's let's just say yeah. all the 2020 TVs are in the market now, so you've probably missed the opportunity to get a 2019 TV. Although there's still some on the market for sure, um, and I think the next big sale is probably going to be depending on your area. You're in Melbourne, are you, mate? Yeah, I live in Melbourne. So, mate, honestly, given what's happening in the world, I would I would expect there to be a big sale in like November when people are allowed to go to the shops for the first time properly and not you know worry about a curfew or whatever. I feel like yeah. you know the pre Christmas period is going to be epic this year because yeah. the government, the retailers, everyone wants some sense of normality in a socially distanced and COVID safe way. So yeah, I think November is yeah. going to be the time. So seventy four. What do you do? You have a budget in mind? Is there a price point you're trying to get to? Um, preferably the cheapest as possible, but I also want a TV with heaps of features. Like I've got a Samsung, like, and it's got all of the apps that I would want on it. Yeah. So what apps? What, what, what sort of apps do you use now? Uh, Ko, Foxtel, and all of those. Things. Yeah. So I mean. The thing, Netflix. so Hisense has just announced they're putting Ko, they're putting sorry Foxtel on their TVs, which is great, but they still don't have Ko. Um, so that that's that's a big big bummer for me because you are getting the best value from a Hisense, to be honest. But like right yeah. now, here, here's an example. Right now, you can get Samsung's 75 inch 2020 Crystal UHD, and that basically means it's not quantum dot, so it doesn't have the the ultimate level of brightness and contrast. 
So twenty three hundred dollars, twenty three hundred dollars, two thousand two ninety five, for a seventy five inch Samsung TV, which has their operating system. It's going to have the Foxtel app. It's going to have the MLB app for me. It's got Ko. Yeah. It's got pretty much everything, including Apple TV. Two thousand two hundred ninety five bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's actually pretty bloody good price. The other one to look at. And maybe now is just the time to do a bit of browsing and then you can just kind of monitor the pricing and watch them come down, is the Sony X8000. Now, it's an Android TV, um, 75-inch, $2495, so it's $200 more. I'd nearly be inclined to prefer that one because it's an Android TV and I do think, and I, I reviewed a Sony Android TV this week, they're excellent the way they implement Android. So Android yeah. is a very good TV operating system. So if we look at those two as being the cheapest you would consider, then basically 2500 is is the, the upper end of your price bracket. And you would be waiting, I would think, for the Samsung to maybe hit 1995 or the Sony to hit kind of 2190. And that's when yeah. they'd be worth jumping on. A couple of hundred bucks off and they'd be worth jumping on those two. Okay. And... Um- should I buy from the sites like Kogan and Dick Smith? Oh, if, you, if, if you're willing to, to have a Kogan, mate, absolutely. A Kogan Android TV. So, again, you've got that benefit of it being a uh, Android TV. So, you've got every app you ever want can be installed on it. Um, so, that's a massive win. M- massive win in terms of the, the style of TV. Um, what's Kogan selling a 75-inch TV for right now? 75-inch Android TV. Um, they've got one that's $2,300. Yeah. And they've got one that's 1600 Do you know what? That, I'd say that's because it's got all the same features. Um, yeah. I would just say it's one generation back in terms of the panel. Oh, no, here's the difference. One is a QLED. So $2,300 yeah. gets you the QLED. The 16 or $1,500, which is discounted from two grand, is not QLED, but it's still an Android TV, 4K, 75-inch with all the apps. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty good value. That's pretty good value. I mean, look, mate, if you can't afford two grand then yep. this, this price here at $1,550, it's probably worth getting that today. Kogan will ship to Melbourne. You know, that's probably your worthwhile purchase. Okay. All right, Tariq. Thank you very much, Trevor. Good luck. Happy shopping, my man. I listen to your podcast, Two Blokes Talking Tap. Come on the private feed. Oh, good man. Well, now you're, now you're officially, literally on the EFTM podcast. Couldn't be easier. Good, good on you, Tariq, and thanks for thanks for listening to everything, mate. I appreciate you getting in touch. Thanks. Bye. Good on you. And if you like Tariq, have a question, and you don't have to be nervous. I mean, Tariq's email, and I'll, I'll, again, I've said this before, um, and it sounds uh, gruff. Uh, it sounds um, not, not not great customer service. I know, but Tariq's email was when's the next TV sale? Because I'm looking at a seventy five inch, most likely considering a Samsung. Any other brands to consider. But the last line was, I would like email support. I don't do email support because what's the benefit in that for me? Like I don't get, I don't charge for the advice. Um, I don't charge to to give out advice on the radio or here on the podcast. But there is a there's a side benefit to me because I'm creating content. I'm able to build audience and you know potentially advertise. All the, there's a bunch of benefits there. Whereas if someone emails me and I email back. You know, my sister sent me an email the other day. 
I replied two days later. That's as close as I get to email support. <laughs> so don't be offended if I if I ring you. Uh, Tariq, Tariq was happy to talk, just a bit nervous, but I'm happy to talk because, hey, you're on the line. It's just me and you. It's real easy. Don't be afraid. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Travel along with you, happy to help with any tech questions you've got. Uh, whatever it is, jump on the website, EFTM.com. Click Ask Trev. G'day, Dean. Good morning, Trev. How are you, mate? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, um, listened to the podcast last week and uh, avid listener anyway, but last week my uh, ears pricked up when a gentleman was on with some issues with he and his wife with uh, iPhone uh, and iPad storage right, yep. running out with photos. Um, mate, it's almost a mirror issue with, uh, with my wife. She's got an iPhone 8 Plus mm. and um, I think there's some – Something around nine thousand photos, mate. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've, I'm at a loss what to do because, um, yeah, it's not as easy as just dumping them off the phone anymore like it used to be. No, that's right. It, it's really not. You've obviously got the iCloud on 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 the phone, um, but in 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 any circumstance, the cloud ends up being my favourite solution uh, for, for many yep. reasons, as you, as you heard me say last week. And those that didn't hear last week's show, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, why did you skip it? And if this, this is your first time you've listened, then go back. But anyway, bottom line, um, I just love it. I, I utterly, it's probably, and maybe I should do this, like rank my my top 10 just cool tech things because I do think Google Photos is, is in my top three. Uh, yeah. Just my ability to just search for anything is just still mind-blowing to me and I think it's only going to get better. So, yep. I mean, having heard that, what's your hesitation around something like Google Photos? So, it, look, it sounded absolutely too good to be true, to be honest with you. So, um, my thoughts were that, okay, if we're getting a free, um, you know, product from Google, there's obviously going to be some limitations. Does it, you know, in, in regards to, like, does it re-image the... The, the, the picture once it's up in the cloud, do, you know, are you only uh, allowed to have a certain amount of storage in the cloud? Yeah, yeah um, fair call. Cool. Cool. Uh, look, the the bottom line is it has changed a little over the year or years. Um, yep. uh, I think when, I'm going to say Pixel 2 or, or similar, maybe original Pixel, one of the Pixel phones came out, they said unlimited storage. Because basically they said if you own a Google device, it's just part of your phone is the storage and that's where all your photos go. It's, it's been paired back a bit now and there's a few caveats. So basically, as I understand it, um, the basic service is 15 gigabytes of free storage with a Google account. Now that, right. that includes your mail. Most people don't keep all their mail, so just delete it regularly and you're fine. So you've got 15 gigabytes of, of storage space for, for photos. And that's uncompressed. So that means that when you set up Google Photos, you choose, do you want uncompressed or do you want, like, compressed? Or essentially they'll they'll just create a smaller version of the thing because who needs a 10 mega, megabyte photo? I don't know. But yep. that, you know, in reality, you're better off going uncompressed because then in the future when we have 1,500K TVs or something, you know, our photos don't look. <laughs> have you ever opened a photo from like nine, a digital photo from 1996 and gone, oh, geez, I can't even see it. It's tiny. It's, it's, so, it's so few pixels, right? Yeah, correct. So yeah. you do need to think about the future proofing. So essentially, there is a, an account has a limit. It has a certain amount of storage and a limit. Yep. After that, you pay to upgrade. Now, you, I think the first tier is 100 gigabytes and then it jumps pretty quickly to a terabyte and then two terabytes and onwards from there. Oh, um, wow. 
you know, th- basically you can keep scaling. Now I'm going to look, um, I'm trying to work out whether how I would search for it, whether Google send invoices, but because I, I pay every month for yep. my Google service. Yep. Um, $13.20, so $18.42 a month is what I'm paying for my Google services. And, okay. And I've got, I've got like a two terabyte cloud. Yeah, right. Two terabytes is a lot. Oh, that's that's nuts. I mean, we'd, I mean, we'd all probably be able to jump on that. And that's not a bad thing, right? But, but you've got to be cautious about, you know, I don't know if there's family sharing and whether you can have individually linked accounts. Uh, you need to do a bit more investigation than me. I'm lucky. No one else in my family gives a rats, so <laughs> I'm in charge. Um, yep. And so it is all just in my, it's just all dumped in my, my account, so there's no big drama. Yep. Um, but, you know, people, a lot of people would be going, I'm not paying another bloody subscription. We play, subscribe to everything. And it is a bit annoying that everything is a subscription these days. And they got you by the short and curly from that point, right? Because all my photos are there. Yep. <laughs> they put the price up. I got to pay. Correct. Now, in, in reality, with you know two hundred meg NBN at home, I don't know how long it'd take, but I'd be able to download that library. It, it, given a month's notice, I could download that library and okay. and put it on a hard drive or two. You know, like it's possible. Right. So yep. you've got that, and you also there's cloud services where you can move it. Like I've moved stuff from Dropbox to Google without it coming to my computer or via the cloud. But okay. I think I think it's a good investment, is what I'm saying to you. I think yeah, no, it, it's it sounds like that's what I mean. It sounded like it's definitely the answer to our problem. It was just um, yeah, getting some of those finer details uh, in regards to as I say, you know, reimaging and uh, stuff like that. I, I'd, so. I'd love to to hear from you after you've started or at least seen the process because there's a couple of things. Oh, I have what's called a Google Apps account. So, like, yep. I run my, my domain name runs through my email and it's, like, it's it's all very serious. It's like their workplace-style thing. So, yep. I actually couldn't tell you the basic system of using a standard everyday Gmail account, what you get and, and what it costs. So, man, I'd love to know so that I can, I can, yeah. I can learn from your experience, if you don't mind, so that we no, can step through right. it together. And, and, you know, I, I reckon there's two things I reckon – you'll say to me if we talk again twice. If we talk again in a month after you've had a bit of a crack and seen how it works and you say, well, it's, it's costing this and, you know, it, it, it worked, it's kind of uploaded in three days or whatever, then we've got an experience. And then I reckon down the track, whether it's one more month or six months later, you'll, you'll want to speak to me again to say you wouldn't believe how easy it was to find that photo of that person. All you've got you to know. do is a bit of, you got, it's just a bit of life admin to go, yeah. once, it's, once you've uploaded all your photos, you've got to give it, you know, a few weeks to scan them all and work them all and understand which faces are the same and everything. And then you open the app and you go to the people and you start naming everyone in your photo library. And it's, oh man, it's just still, it's still breathtaking to me that it can recognize my kids from baby yeah. to 13. And that was the other thing that I really, uh, you know, once I heard that, I thought, wow, that's amazing, you know, because we've got uh, two little young ones and, uh, to be able to, and that's where most of the nine thousand photos have come yeah, from. Totally. So, it's, it's it's you know what? It's also a way of working out who the favourite is because I realised there's a count. <laughs> I've got thirteen thousand photos of Jackson. I've got ten thousand of Victoria and ten thousand of Harrison. Now you'd have to argue Jackson's older than the other two. The other two are only a year apart. Harry's probably got the edge there because he should have slightly less than his sister, and he doesn't. Yeah. So. Yep. That, that could be there an, you go. that could be an indicator. <laughs> it also yep, recognises pets, by the way. Okay, right. right. Facial recognition on dogs. (laughs) That's 
scary. Man, that's that is crazy. scary. So, so yeah, get into that it. was so one other quick question, mate, yep. is is so once I've uploaded them onto the cloud. Yep. What's the process then in regards to deleting them off the phone? The iPhone, but not off the, the, cloud? the app um, for for Google. Once it's uploaded them all, it actually says like there's a there's a button to clean up your phone. Yep. And you, you can hit that button now. It, it's a button I've never pressed. I'm not gonna okay. Lie. Okay. Okay. Because it's okay. like it's like the nuclear button. But here's and that's what you do. It, exactly. Here's yeah. what you do. You you take your phone on on Wi-Fi mo- on airplane mode, so it's sitting you know in a sealed bunker. With the phones on it, photos on it, <laughs> yep. not connected to the internet anywhere. And then you go to a random computer at someone else's house and you log onto your Google account and you see your photos and you go, ah. they are there. And that's the that's that kind of validation that you're going, I'm not looking through a window into my phone. I'm looking at a window into the cloud and these are my yeah. photos. They're there. I safely believe they're there. Delete. Then you go to the yep. phone and you hit delete. So yep. as long as you're relying on Google to do the deleting, yeah, so let okay. Google do the deleting on your phone, the cleanup on your phone, then mm-hmm. then you're in a safe place. And the challenge is remembering, A, to open the Google Sync every week or so because it doesn't seem to work very well in the background, just, right. to, just to synchronize those new photos that have come in. Uh, and also just use start using the Photos app as the way you browse photos. Um, right, okay, on, not true. On the Apple. phone, like there's no doubt swiping through photos on the Apple Photos app is better like okay. for the last months worth of photos. But when you start looking at archival stuff, you're only looking for a thing. You're looking mm. for a thing. You're looking for a time you stood in front of that sign. You can search for the words on the sign and it will just yeah, it will okay. show yeah. you those words, right? So it, once you Scary realize stuff, mate. backward search compatibility, you, you'll just delete from the library. Go on, Ski. Okay. Okay. It well, definitely sounds like the answer to our problem, mate. We'll give it a run and let me know how you go. Will do, Trev, and I hope the young bloke's toe's okay, mate. Stupid idiot. Stubbed his toe <laughs> on a bloody stool. Had an ice pack on it when I got home. And it's like, should we take him to the hospital? Because I've, you know, when you stub your toe and you go to a doctor and they go, mate, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Even if, yeah, it, even if it's smashed, there's nothing you can do. So I took him and the, the, the nurse, in fact, was a father of one of the kids in his year, which was funny. Um, and, and he goes, look, there's nothing appearing on the x-ray. But even if there was... I'm going to tell Nothing you the exact same thing. Just keep it in a good shoe and and look after it. Don't do anything yep. running around for a couple of weeks. But, yeah. Well, mate, mating is okay, buddy. Mate, he got to play with my new fancy Rubik's Cube, so that was oh. that was the main thing. All well, the toys, mate. All right, mate. Thanks, Trev. Stay well. See you, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. If, Bye. If you got a question uh, like that, or you want a clarification of something I've talked about, uh, very easy. Just jump on the website, EFTM.com. I mentioned the Rubik's Cube. I should bring you up to speed. For those that don't follow closely, on the YouTube channel and the Facebook page a month or so ago, I put a um, – I put – I've just – sorry, I've just got a message on Facebook from Tariq. Uh, may actually be Instagram. And Tariq, mate, lovely to get a message from you. He said, thanks for allowing me on the, on the EF10 podcast. Really appreciate it. It's funny because Tariq is one of these people that I reckon responds to every social media post I have with, you know, the little emojis on Instagram, follows me on Instagram. And so it's really weird and fun and awesome to put a, a, a name and a voice to an Instagram account that doesn't have a name. It's got a, just a username. Anyway, good on you, Tariq. Lovely stuff. But a, few, a month or so ago, I bought a, a magic Rubik's Cube. 
And I put a video up online saying I got scammed. The video I saw on Instagram was of a Rubik's Cube placed on a table and set free, no one touching it. It solved itself. Okay? It flicked, solved, and blah, 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 blah. It was amazing. So I bought it. Crazy. I received it, and it did nothing of the sort. What it was was a magician's Rubik's Cube. So one side is mucked up, and the other five sides are perfect. So what you do is you show the mucked up side to an audience, and then you throw it in the air, you land it, and hopefully it lands on the mucked up side, and it looks solved. Brilliant, but it was a scam. So when I saw an ad on Facebook for a Rubik's Cube that was interacting with an iPad app and helped you solve it and lit up and all these bloody things, I went, I'm getting one of those. Now, I'm thinking I paid about 120 bucks, including express postage, because I wanted it here to do the review as quick as I could. But I ordered it on a Wednesday last week. It arrived um, on Monday. Pretty bloody good for a genuine product. Apparently, it was a Kickstarter last year. It's now a, now a product you can buy online. And it is awesome! So the video's up at facebook.com forward slash EFTM online and at YouTube. Uh, just search EFTM or GoCube EFTM. But it's called the GoCube. Now, it's a bit rounded edges. It's not quite quite like a normal Rubik's Cube, but it Bluetooth pairs with your smartphone, Android or iOS. I've tried both. And the physical cube in front of you is represented digitally on a screen in 3D. And as you turn in your hand... Not, not twisting the cube, just turning your hand. The cube turns. And as you flick and twist the cube in movements, it moves on the screen. So there's, there's a part of it, this is a learning journey. It teaches you how to solve a cube through like an Angry Bird style progression. You do complete one round, then you complete another round, and it teaches you something every round. And then once you know how to do it, there's challenges, there's global challenges, there's some Red Bull World Rubik's Cubing Championships going on right now. You can do real-time challenges with friends, like, it's epic. And I, I, like, I haven't shown the kids. I showed Harry last night just as a treat because he was at the bloody hospital. Victoria's going to lose a mind, which is Jackson is going to go nuts because I'm letting Harry and Vivi play with it first because he knows how to solve this Rubik's Cube. I want them to learn. <clears throat> so this is going to teach them the ins and outs of solving a Rubik's Cube. And uh, honestly, I reckon it's a great present for Christmas for anyone. Any age. David Campbell from Today Extra uh, tweeted back, today I have to buy one of these. Are they available? Absolutely, yes. That's the kind of thing that would be the perfect gift for the even tech-interested dad, let alone the kids. It's called the GoCube. Um, it's, I think it's about 70 US dollars. There's different kind of ones you can get. You can get two. There's a, there's a different packs. There's also a, a basic connected U, uh, Rubik's Cube, which looks as like a normal Rubik's Cube, but it's got all these functions. And I want you to know they're not a scam. They're very cool, but get it from the legit website. It's linked at EFTM.com. And, um, yeah, it just looks so good. It looks fantastic, Um, and it really, really works. So I I really enjoyed solving a cube. So here's the the other fun thing you can do if you don't learn to solve. If someone says, I'll go and solve this, you go, okay, and you walk away pretending to solve it. Then you open up your phone, you go to solve, and it gives you the directions. So it knows what position the cube is in, so it gives you the exact directions of how to solve the cube. And so you can walk back going, yeah, there it is, done, finished. (laughs) Because time's not an issue in that situation. It's just showing off that you can do it. It's very, very cool. So that one, uh, the details are up at EFTM.com. The video's on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe, as the kids say. What am I, Mr. Beast, whatever his stupid name is? Um, Yeah. I mean, do I got to give away a million dollars to get subscribers on YouTube? It's just so mad, isn't it? 
what kids are watching on YouTube these days. I don't know. Can't win them all. Anyway, uh, love your thoughts on the GoCube. Yeah, once you've seen it, have a look and let me know. EFTM.com is a place to go. If you've got a question, just click Ask Trev. G'day, Brooke. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Really good. What can I do for you? Uh, I'm looking for a smartwatch uh, for my mother who has been diagnosed with dementia and is starting to wander. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I found it hard trying to find something that will allow me to track her mm. and speak to her. Um, she has an iPhone but forgets to take that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we can't use Samsung with an iPhone because it doesn't um, – they don't match. So I'm just wondering if you've got any ideas – around that well look first and foremost you can use the samsung with an iphone oh yep. okay nothing stopping you at all the the app uh, i think it's just called samsung gear or or samsung wear it's probably called gear there's an app for okay. the iphone um let me just quickly i'm pretty sure i used the samsung for a little while on the iphone se so i'm just going to okay. search for the for the app um, but yeah, it, in fact, I don't even think there's a, there's a lack of functions on, on it. There's nothing doesn't work. Um, okay. yeah, Galaxy watch it's called the, the app is called Galaxy watch. Okay. Um, so yes. So bottom line, yes, you can use the Samsung. Um, I think number one advantage of the Samsung is they look more like a watch. Um, yeah. it's, it's okay. a be- better looking watch. Um, it, uh, you know, you can, de- it'll definitely Bluetooth to the, to the phone and, and, make and take calls and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest issue I've got, and I'll be completely frank with you, is charging. Okay. Um, they got to be charged every day or two. You know, two days, maybe three on a Samsung. Oh, you know, every, okay. Every day or so on an Apple Watch. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that's going to be the problem. She she's gonna she's gonna not want to charge it. She's gonna not bother to charge it one day. She's gonna forget to yeah. charge it someday. So. Um, that that I think is the biggest biggest issue you've got with with the the smartwatch being your method of tracking and tracing. Um, yeah. You know, a, a phone. If she's forgetting to take the phone, then yeah. I just I mean I've never had to go through this, and I'm sorry you are, but you know you're certainly not alone in this. So I hope there's a lot yeah. of support out there for you. But uh, yeah, I, I just that's what I'm worried about is you know the 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 fact that in the in the most time of most need. It, mm. it may it may it may be the savior, but it also may be the thing that you go. Oh my God! If only she had that, she wouldn't have been out there for two hours instead of, um, you know, a day. Oh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That, that kind of worries yeah. me a bit. Um, yeah. Space Talk, which is an Aussie company and made kids watches for a very long time and still do, are coming out with one called the Space Talk Life. It's a nice looking unit, round face and everything, um, yeah. and it it is specifically designed for seniors. Um, okay. But, and again, works with, with iPhone. But again, oh, I don't think you're going to get more than a couple of days battery life out of it. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think they advertise. I can't see it on their website actually how many how many days it lasts. But you know what? Regardless of that, it doesn't matter. It's it's not going to be forever battery. The, no, no device that's connected, frankly. Yeah. No device that relies on a phone for internet. Like, if, frankly, I can't think of a device that will last forever, other than like a you know a Garmin tracking uh, tracking device that only counts steps and they'll last a year. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for the functions you want, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and the other thing is, it, it needs to look nice, otherwise she won't wear it. So no, absolutely, and yeah. so so both the Space Talk and the Samsung mm. are, are wireless charging and 
very easy. So yeah, I, I just don't understand the stages of dementia and I don't know when this will become a problem, but it is just as easy as just laying it down on the bedside table on top of the charger. It's just a little round dot and it just yeah. clips in. You don't you don't have to plug anything in even like, you know, that, that becomes a problem uh, with older age is actually just plugging in a concept little cable. Um wireless charging avoids that so which is which is great but yeah you know is she going to put it on the charger that night um yeah but here's the other thing and i think the space talk is the one to look at first in this sense you know okay. it may not be the it's not as as femininely attractive as a uh, as the samsung but it is certainly more like a normal watch um yeah. the space talk when i had it i had it for a couple of days i was using it just for a today show segment but it would send me an alert because I was the owner of the device essentially, right? So I had – it was paired with my phone. So so critically, the Space Talk doesn't need its phone around. It's got a SIM card in it, right? Okay. Yep. So, so it does not need a phone. But what you do is you set it up with your phone and you get the alerts that says charge your watch. Um, oh, okay. And so you can ring. So, hey, mum, don't forget to put your watch on charge. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know? You've got to have those chats as regularly as possible anyway. You're probably yeah. talking to it daily. So, you know, you, you can kind of monitor that and maybe create yeah. a routine out of it as well. Um, so it's perfectly designed for what you want. The Space Talk Life is what it's called. Okay. Um, and, you know, uh, it's just really just a matter of does she like the look of it. I mean, it's a very standard looking, clean, round uh, watch to me. Um, okay. But it may not be her her favorite but yeah it's probably the thing with a samsung is you're not going to have that ability i don't think to very easily check on things like battery life and stuff okay so i couldn't connect it to my phone as such if i had that one as cellular if you have um, a cellular yeah i mean i yeah i'd have to check i think most of the time when you're looking at the status of the watch through the app it's doing like those status updates are happening via the Bluetooth, whereas the the only thing that uh. happens via the the 4G is really making and taking calls and in some apps that you know music streaming and things like that. So yeah, yeah. But you know what? I mean, here's an idea. I mean, this is crazy left field, but buy yourself a Samsung, right? Yeah. And test it out and use it. It's a great. They are a beautiful watch. They're a great smartwatch. Um, and see how it works and what it does for yourself, and then you'll know. Well, you know what? It's perfect. Just give it to your mum or get another one. Um, yeah. Maybe that's a good way of testing it yourself to understand, firstly, how often you need to charge it. But my, okay. my guess would be it's definitely a three-day window, if not two. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that, that might give you a better usability test. But, um, yeah, the 4G version of the Samsung Watch uh, could well be the perfect solution uh, just in terms of, I guess style would be its benefit. Space Talk Life would be the best one in terms of features. Yep. Samsung would be the best one in terms of style. That'd be my okay. guess. And you don't need to worry about either of them working with an iPhone. Okay, great. Probably doesn't Perfect. doesn't answer the question, but I think gives you a bit of kind of guidance. Yeah, it gives me something to work on. Yeah, exactly. All right, Brooke, great. good luck. Sorry Thanks to hear your lot. circumstances, but hopefully um, you know, you can you can find a great solution that keeps you connected with mum as as much as you can. Great. Thanks very much. Good on you, Brooke. And if you've got a question, just go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Trevor, along with you, let's keep going with calls. G'day, Grant. Oh, g'day, Trevor. How are you, mate? Real just good, got mate. a quick question um, with regarding to iPhone 11. Yeah. 
and wondering if you can get into it if you um, can't remember your password. When you say password, you mean like the unlock, you know, the, the four yes. or six-digit code on the, yes, on the front? Yes, yes, yes. That's and what I mean, yeah. Do you, do you know your Apple ID p- uh, password? Well, it's not my phone, um, so <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, Grant. Do you see where we're going with this, mate? I mean, yeah, I do. You know, where I did do. you get the phone? Whose is it? Well, you know, you know there's, this is why the yeah. simple answer to your question is no. You, no, can't, okay. you can't get the data. You can't get the info um, if you don't have the passcode or you don't have the Apple ID and, and password. So if you have yeah. the Apple ID and password, it, it's possible to get access to the information because it may be backed up in the cloud. But right. if you've lost the passcode, um, the whole reason for the passcode is to protect the data on it. And yeah, Apple's, yeah, yeah. Apple's stringent stance on privacy means there's no way you'll be able to get that data. That it can data. be done. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right. Sorry, champ. No, all good, Trevor. Were you just trying to help a friend or did you steal someone's oh. phone? <laughs> no, I'm not a thief. <laughs> um, look, had a bit of a um, a bit of family drama. Yeah. I won't go into it too oh. much, mate, but um, I've, yeah. Oh, you know what? Was... I've been asked in the past for that very situation. Um, yeah. High-profile people in this world have said to me, here's a phone from X person in my family. Get into it for me. Uh, yeah. And mate, I, even I've tried. Like you know, there's right. there's things you can do. Like you know, you dust the front with powder or like prints. You know, so you can see oh. where see where they're tapping. If it's four digits, you can kind of just try a few combinations. But mate, once yeah. you've tried yeah. two or three combinations, you start to take. It takes minutes, if not hours, and then you end up bricking the phone. It's it's yeah. It's yeah. there for yeah. a reason, and yeah. Good luck to them for having a password. Basically. Mm, all right. Too easy. Trevor. Sorry, champ. No worries. Thanks for the call. Anyway. No, no worries, mate. Have a good week. Good on you. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. And uh, if you're a criminal looking for advice on your technology activity, no, Grant's a good bloke. Um, and it's a, it's not an uncommon question at all. Um, you know, it happens, and it happens in kind of families for, for a lot of reasons. Um, but it's also just, just forget those kind of um, sad or um, unfortunate situations that occur. It's just for kids, you know. This is why a passcode is important, but it's also why you should never continually change your passcode. The passcode is not something I would change regularly at all. So, yeah, just be be cautious about that because it can restrict every access you have to everything that's going on. You know, this week I've been driving a green car. You get a lot of looks in a green car. Uh, Now, it's a green sports car. It's an Audi TT RS. So, you know, maybe there's a percentage of people that are looking at it from a, you know, perspective of it being a really cool car. But I think most people were staring at it because it was green. I picked up this car. I'm reviewing. Uh, Flipsy's got it now. He's going to drive it for the next couple of days and then we'll publish something. But um, I picked it up. And, you know, the first thing I did, if you follow me on Instagram, Trevor Long AU, if you're not, if you're not already, why not? Uh, Trevor Long AU on Instagram. Um, the first thing I did was stop at a Quickie Mart convenience store. And I bought some M&Ms. I took out all the green ones. And I posted a photo of the car and the M&Ms. And it was fair dinkum M&M green. Audi claim its exterior colour is Kailami green. Maybe in the spirit of the Kailami racetrack in South Africa. But um, it's fair dinkum M&M green. I would love to see it on with a big M on the bonnet. Big white M on the bonnet. It looked really cool. But it was really weird. 
again, this is all basically me telling you Instagram stories here, but um, later in the day, I went to the post office to pick up a parcel and the package was bright green, same colour as the car. Then, during the week, I was doing a segment on the Today Show about Father's Day on the, on the weekend, on Saturday, last minute Father's Day presents, and I had some Belkin products, I was loading them into the car, Belkin products are the exact same green. Um, the Audi TT RS Coupe, if you're wondering, the one that you've seen on my social feeds, um, is a $140,000 car, $134,000 plus the um, $3,100 Matrix OLED lights and the $2,300 um, black pack, basically, black logos and things like that. Um, very nice car, punchy engine, um, 480 newton meters of torque, 294 kilowatts of power, um, and goes like the clapper, 3.7 seconds to 100. Oh, it was great. It was a lovely to drive. I didn't really fang it anywhere, um, but it was yeah, it was bloody lovely. I really enjoyed it. But you'll read Flipsy's full review of the Audi TT RS Coupe uh, very, very soon at EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Get in touch if you've got a question. G'day, Michelle. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Um, look, I'm wanting to set up my parents' um, TV. It's an older TV, so it's not set up as a smart, and I want to convert it to a smart TV. Uh, uh, I'm just wanting to know the best way to do it. they got they got MBN or broadband at home? Uh, yes, they do. Who's that with? Uh, Telstra. You know what? Uh, the easiest thing to do is ring Telstra and ask for a Telstra TV. I think they'll oh, really? charge, it's, is it 10 maybe it's $9 or $19 a month, but it's a monthly fee over two years, you pay it off. It's like a $400 box or $300 box, and you know what? It's it's one of the best um, set-top boxes you can get because it's got every app on it, every app. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so it's got Netflix, Stand, Binge, Disney. I'm pretty sure it's got Disney. I have to check. But it's got all the big guys and all the catch-up TV. So one of the things I love doing is introducing people to catch-up. It's like... Oh, you miss you miss the block. Just go to nine now. There it is. Yeah. Um, there's so much free content on the catch up service as well. Seven, SBS, nine. They've got heaps of shows. So yeah, to be honest, oh, the, the simplest way is to ring Telstra and get a Telstra TV. Beautiful. Okay, that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted because I've got the Fetch TV. Um, so look, yeah, I just needed the equivalent for them. My, awesome. my my other recommendation was going to be Fetch, but as a Telstra customer, there's no Fetch deal, and you're paying for bandwidth. But you know, it's it's Fetch without the IPTV channels and without the recording and a few other things. But so, well, they don't need that because they've got that um, another device for that already. So that's so perfect. Bingo, Telstra TV. It is awesome. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank no you. Worries. All right, I'll enjoy your day. I will, you too. Thank Good you. you. Michelle there, she's at a training course, she told me, when I when I picked up the phone. So I appreciate her stopping down to, to ask that question and uh, everyone get that advice. Look, you know, the Telstra TV is a bloody good device uh, and it's in millions of homes, so it's hard to argue with. But it is your base level kind of – this is this is your base level introduction to set-top boxes because it's there to stream uh, from streaming apps, Yeah. Rent movies, Big Pond, um, Netflix, Stan, Binge, all those things, and then your free to airs. Fetch takes it to the next level with kind of buying and renting movies, IPTV streams. Um, it's much smarter in terms of knowing what you're watching and, and remembering where you are at with catch up shows. So there's some really big advantages there, but uh, still awesome uh, little box. If you're a Telstra customer, it's probably the easiest way to go. Good luck with that one, Michelle. Well, thank you for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here with me. Um, uh, I've been playing with a product. I need to know 
a sentiment. I need a gauge of thoughts um, before I publish a review. It's a wallet. Now, I haven't carried a wallet in nearly a year, but I, I still have one. In, it's in my bag or it's at home. On the, I know where it is if I need the cards. And, and I've had a bit of an issue. <laughs> I've been switching phones a bit, and I was using a phone that doesn't have tap and go. And so I suddenly realized <laughs> I couldn't pay for anything. I had to duck home and get my wallet. Um, so I've been, I'm testing a wallet at the moment, and I'm wondering what are the features you would look for in a new wallet? So the wallet I've been using for many years is now in tatters now that I look at it, and I should buy a new one, but I can't remember where I got it. It was online somewhere, but it's just fabric. It's this, you know, it's just a few pieces of fabric that are kind of wrapped around each other, and you slide your cards and everything into it. So it's super thin. The new wallet I've been testing is certainly no fatter than the average person's wallet, but it felt huge compared to this because it's got a battery in it, not for charging your phone, but because it's got a torch in it. So, so I just want you to think about this for a minute and hit me up, Instagram, Trevor Long AU, Twitter, Trevor Long, Facebook, whatever, Man Cave, wherever. Features of a wallet that would make you buy it. What are they? Is it because it's thin? It's because it's eco-friendly? Because it's got a battery for your phone? Because it's got a battery for a torch in it? I mean, what, what feature do you need in a wallet? Or is it just silly to be thinking about a, a new or better wallet when we should be moving away from wallets overall? Why are we carrying wallets still? Why are we carrying wallets still? I just don't know. Anyway, it's baffling me. But that's because I live in the future and you don't. If you carry a wallet, you live in the past. Uh, there's also a great story up at EFTM. Uh, Jolly uh, spotted a robot at his local Woolies. So we've got photos of that right up there. And some bad news for Stan fans. Prices have gone up, folks. $19 now for the 4K premium plan. Do you care? Do you worry? Do you not? Let us know. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Back again next week on the EFTM podcast. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor-